Welcome to House of Hoops, episode 64. It's Monday night, May 10th, 2021. I'm Jeff Hausman coming to you from Memphis, Tennessee. Thank you for listening. Who's with me this week? Let's see. Bo is here virtually. What up, Bo? What's going on? Not much. Also in studio is Brian Clark. Fully vaxxed and ready to party. Right on. This week we're going to talk about uh, Knicks, Suns, Pacers, NBA News. It's the last week of the regular season. Let's have some fun and enjoy it. We're going to talk about what we saw in the NBA this week. House of Hoops is on Twitter, at House of Hoops. That's H-A-U-S of Hoops. And on Instagram, at House of Hoops Podcast. You can call us on the house line. That number is 901-300-6575. We hope you enjoy. Yeah. Oh, what's going on, man? How are you? I'm doing pretty good. What's going on in your world? The trees are in full bloom here, and I'm struggling with seasonal allergies. Allergies? So, yeah. Didn't you get the COVID shot? I did, so I shouldn't get anything anymore. Yeah, what's going on here? No, I've always had the, in Memphis especially, the bad pollen allergies and all that. Well, dang, man, that sucks. Sorry you're not feeling well. Thanks for uh, showing up anyway. Yeah, I'm feeling all right. I just, you know, just having a little bit of allergy, seasonal allergies. I'm, I'm all good. Yeah, you should probably take some medicine for that. I took a non-drowsy Claritin or whatever it is. Oh, okay. This afternoon. And I've been doing Flonase at night. Drink some whiskey. Oh, yeah, there it is. It'll make you feel better. Burn it out. Yeah. Well, any anything been going on, man? What's up? Kate took her oral boards, so that that's finished. She doesn't have to study at night anymore. Oh. Or in her free time, she's no longer studying, which is nice. That's cool. And we we went out with some friends for her for her fortieth birthday on Saturday night. Oh. Is she gonna be alright with you saying that? Yeah. Sure. 
I'll be 40 in October. So <laughs> I'm already, even though I'm 39, I'm basically 40 since I'm married to a 40 year old. God damn, you're old. We are getting old. Yes, we are. That's a good problem. Well, that's cool. So you've just been partying all week. Hey, Brian, what have you been up to? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've also been partying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't remember. Uh, went to New Orleans um, earlier this week over the weekend. Oh, Dang. Yeah. That's um, right. To hang out with some family. See my nieces who are five and six. Haven't seen them since 2009 or 2019. Sorry. Whoa. 2019. Um, <laughs> it's not possible to see them since yeah. 2009. Planned, planned on going down last year, but obviously didn't happen. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, two years later, they're totally different people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's cool. New Orleans. Gotta love it. Yep. Drank a lot, ate a lot. Yeah. Pretty, pretty low impact, you know? Yeah. Start start drinking early, go to bed early, okay. and uh, and I got back in town Tuesday and just and just worked nonstop. Yeah, because you know, got to make up for lost time. Yeah, you had a bunch of hours jumbled in right when you got back. Yeah, and right before I left too. I saw that. Yeah, <laughs> I was wondering why, but okay. <laughs> That's it, man. Went out. That's went cool. out Saturday night as well. Um, had a buddy DJing in Midtown and. Uh, they're all vaccinated. Mm. Me and my my friends that went were vaccinated, so uh, it was outdoors. Mm-hmm. It was an outdoor event. Are, are you allowed to dance? Um, yet? I danced a little. Okay. My wife danced a lot. She was ready to go dance. I wasn't sure if dancing was allowed yet. I think I think it's okay. I think to dance yeah. outside. Like outside, low volume. A little yeah. bit, a little bit of shaking. A little, uh, uh, uh. little there bit was of some volume. A little bit of moving. The thing, the thing, and it is like eleven o'clock, so. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. It's a party for old people. <laughs> <laughs> party over at sundown. Uh, okay. How about right. you? What have you been up to? Me? I don't know. Nothing. I don't remember. Just working nonstop while I was out of town. <laughs> Just car- carrying the weight. There was some work. There was some golf. Just keeping up around the house and stuff. Nothing really to speak of. Nothing interesting. I beat the shit out of some little loud mouth <laughs> in golf that we work with that was talking up a storm shut him up how many strokes you beat him by nine nine <laughs> that's a that's a lot it's enough it's yeah. not double digits but yeah. it sounds like brian already knew the answer to that <laughs> it's uh yeah it's been it's we call it we called it the uh the game of the game of the century at work. This kid, this kid is like twenty years old. He's been talking about how he's going to beat my ass all week. Of course, he comes to work with all this list of excuses on why he lost. It's like, man, I was there. Of course, just ate your ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he got beat by the course. It's a tough. We played a tough one. So I'm not bragging, but uh, it felt good to beat the kid. He's got some game, but felt good to win. Shut him up a little bit. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even cared if he just if he didn't talk shit the whole time before we played. <laughs> if he hadn't been trying to psych me out or whatever he was trying to do, didn't work. It was fun though. We had a good time. He brought one of his buddies. He needs to learn how to hit a golf ball. 
But uh, anyway, enough about all that. What's going on in the NBA this week, man? Did you guys see anything good in the news? Define good. Uh, anything that was interesting to you? I mean, anything that I got you. we can shed some light on? Well, Westbrook now is the all-time leader in triple doubles. That happened tonight. Cool. Yeah. I don't know the exact number, 170-something or other. 182. 182. He beat Oscar Robertson's career number for triple doubles. Mm-hmm. And that's that's kind of cool for Westbrook after he's kind of been an outcast and traded and discarded that he's actually having a good year and the Wizards are going to or look like a good team right now. They've been rolling. Finishing strong. We're watching so the end of this Grizzlies game. Sorry. Yeah, I'm looking at it too. So that, that's <laughs> fun from a storyline perspective and redemption perspective. Kind of like Chris Paul a little bit. Not quite as good of a story as Chris Paul's, but you know, well, you those know, old, old guards have doubters and they're proving them wrong for the most part. Yeah, I think this Westbrook thing is huge. Uh, Oscar Robinson was a Hall of Famer, man. And uh, what he did with the triple doubles is not easy. A lot of guys don't get triple doubles in their entire career. If there was such thing as a second half MVP award, second half of the regular season MVP award, I would, right now I would vote for Russell Westbrook. He has been on one. Bradley Beal, too. Those guys, they've won a shitload of games. Uh, in the top ten, there are four um, active players in the top ten for all-time triple doubles. Okay. Uh, you want to run down the list? Why not? Number one is Russell Westbrook with 181. I'm sorry, it would be 182, correct? Yes. 182. Oscar Robertson with 181. Third is Magic Johnson with 138. Significant drop-off. Yeah. I mean, think about that. Russell Westbrook has more triple-doubles than Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson. I mean, probably best point guard of all time. Probably. 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 Number four, Jason Kidd with uh, 107. Big drop off. Yeah. Number five with only double digit triple doubles, LeBron James. Right. 99. Okay. The number six, you've got Will Chamberlain with 78. Number seven, you've got Larry Bird with 59. Number eight, you have James Harden, who is active with 58. Mm-hmm. Number nine, you have uh, Nikola Jokic with 56. And number 10, you have Fat Lever with 43. Yeah. So you're talking about that from 1 to 10 is 140 triple-doubles difference. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, Luca's number 11 with 35. Huh. He's only been in the league for, what, three, three years? I mean, you look, yeah, at the, look, you look at the guards on the list you've got. I mean, it's a lot of big guards. Luca's a big dude. Oscar Robertson was a big dude. Magic Johnson was a big dude. Mm, Got to be able to rebound. Is a big dude, yeah. LeBron, so. Yeah. There's like a body type. For Westbrook to do it as a little guard, since he's like 6'3", that takes some serious effort. I don't think anybody can ever question Westbrook's effort. So that's cool. That's a good story. It's awesome. What else? Let's see. Uh, the Pelicans lost Zion. Fractured finger. 
And at the same time, Charlotte got LaMelo ball back. So we've stated previously that we kind of thought the Pelicans would move into the play-ins and Charlotte would move out of the play-ins. I think it's the reverse now. I think the Pelicans, without Zion, I think they're, there's no way in this last week they can win enough games to move in. And Charlotte should be able to hang into the play-ins now that they have a few players back. And I heard Gordon Hayward was getting uh, closer. He's out of that boot anyway. Ah. Maybe he can be back for if they make the playoffs. Or maybe for a play-in game. I don't know. Depends on how important it is for Hayward to get back in time to play. Um, right now, Charlotte is... Yeah, they're going to be in the play-ins. They're 16. They're four and a half games secured in. I think they'll be okay. And then New Orleans, now that without Zion, they're still like two and a half games out. I just don't think it's going to happen without Zion. I don't think the other teams, San Antonio, Golden State, Memphis, Portland, will lose enough. New Orleans will win enough to reverse those spots. New Orleans is going to be stuck in that 11 spot, I think, without Zion. I just don't see it. What do you guys think? I don't think they have enough time to catch up, and they're going to keep losing. Mm-hmm. And they lost tonight to the Grizz. Yeah, it looks like the Grizzlies are going to hold on and win against New Orleans. Got a little scary in the third quarter there. They went down in the third quarter. I guess they fought back. Grizzlies. What else was in the news? Anybody got anything? Um, Jalen Brown's done for the season. That's right. What was it? Torn ligament in his left wrist. Surgery. Uh, He's expected to have surgery this week. It's a big hit for the Celtics. Huge. I don't think uh, I don't think Evan Fournier can pick up that slack. I mean, you can't convince me that. He's not the best player on that team. It's controversial. I mean, I won't I won't try to convince you otherwise. <laughs> Gods will have to score 80 <laughs> in the play-in to advance. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough for Boston, especially uh, after the trade deadline where we thought they gave up a bunch. But, yeah. Hmm. Tough break. Tough break. You know, Boston is playing. They played Miami last week. It ended up being a pretty close game. They're playing them again this week. Miami-Boston, that's the six and seven seeds in the East. If Boston beat Miami, they could move into the sixth spot and avoid the play-ins. That is not going to happen. (laughs) I don't think so. I think Miami's got something to prove here. Miami's probably trying to get up to the fifth spot where they're tied with Atlanta. There's a lot going on with the standings towards the end of the season here. It's a lot of crazy-ass shit going on. There's still a three-way tie in the West for those that last play-in spot. Nope, never mind. That changed tonight. Just refreshed my standings. It changes every day. I the, mean, around this time of night, it changes every five minutes yeah it's crazy the lakers are now in the seventh play-in seed portland moved back up to the sixth spot 
Portland dropped 50 in the first quarter on Houston tonight. Oh, Houston. That's a franchise record for Portland. Nice. They got something to prove, man. They don't want to they don't want to fuck with those play-ins. Is that a franchise record for Houston as well? I feel like somebody's probably scored more than 50 on Houston in a first quarter <laughs> this season. <laughs> probably. <laughs> Let's see. What else was there? There's this whole story about uh, the Pacers coach, Nate Bjorkren, and his uncertain future amid turmoil within the locker room and organization. What was it? Last week, I guess, uh, his one of his coaches, Greg Foster, got into it during the game with players and other coaches on the court, which resulted in a suspension for the coach. Bjorkren's been called insincere. I think he's uh, a little aggressive with the players. They're trying to force a system onto these players, and the players have voiced their dissatisfaction, general unhappiness. What did we, we read a quote earlier, and it said something like, uh, "What did it say? It was like he's not a dick, but..." It's not a. He's not a dick. He's just in over his head. Yeah, he was like, he's not a leader. He's in over his head. Something like that. Mark Pavarotti, two point Yeah, maybe something like that. Where I guess in the interview for his job, it was his first year. This Bjorkman's first year, and Indiana does not have like a bad team. They've had a lot of injuries. They had some COVID shit, but. I guess in the interview process, they just talked about basketball. They didn't get down to like who this guy is and how he interacts with people. And there's been some some pushback, I guess, within the organization. Have you guys looked into this at all? Like, Bo, what do you know about this? I saw something about TJ Warren requested a trade once he became the coach. Right. Something about that. It was it's it's a bizarre situation. I don't exactly know the inner workings of the the Indiana front office of why they botched this hiring. And they and Nate McMillan, am I correct that he was on? Was he on Indiana staff or was he the coach last year? And they let him go. I can't remember. I think he was the coach. And then this guy was the new coach for the year, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know why they. I mean, I guess they were kind of underperforming with Nate or underperforming organizational expectations so they they moved in a different direction but it, mm-hmm. he's no taylor jenkins hmm. yeah jenkins aims to please everybody hmm. bjorkran wants everybody to fit his system the impression i'm getting is like no this is how it is you change yourself <laughs> yeah i think it's an interesting story I guess this guy's had some conflict in his past in the, when he was coaching in the G League. I don't know. It's an interesting story. Greg Foster came back and apparently made up with the player that he got into it with during that game last week. It's crazy. You don't hear about assistant coaches getting suspended very often. The season hasn't gone well. There's turmoil there's frustration and friction he may be on the hot seat indy might be looking for something else next year 
I think, think they definitely are. Like their star players are saying these things, like Sabonis. It's not just like the lower end guys that aren't playing or whatever. <laughs> I think it kind of goes to show that the grass is not always greener. You know the mm-hmm. the Pacers fired McMillan, mm-hmm. who was then hired as an assistant with the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, McMillan is now uh, the interim head coach because they fired Lloyd Pierce. And the Atlanta Hawks are fifth in the Eastern Conference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that, that uh, Atlanta was kind of going through the same thing where there was a lot of displeasure with the coach amongst the players. Mm-hmm. And then they started, they went on a tear where they started winning immediately after. Mm-hmm. These guys, uh, they respond differently. You got to be nice. <laughs> this isn't 1995 anymore. <laughs> Things are changing. This is not Bobby Knight's Hoosiers. That's right. It's really not. These guys are sensitive now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Everybody just responds to things differently, you know? Some people respond to pressure and... Some guys just want to be happy when all the time. I don't know. I guess that pretty much covers that. I don't really have a lot else to say about it. I just think it's interesting. Something I'll be watching. I think it's an interesting story. Y'all want to move on? Let's get into this. Yeah. We got to keep an eye out for LeBron this week. Looks like he may be returning either tomorrow or Wednesday. LeBron going to make a push, try to win out? Uh, could return Tuesday versus New York. Uh, if he doesn't feel right, Tuesday, possibly Wednesday versus Houston. Hmm. They probably don't need him for that. Houston? Uh, maybe maybe play him against New York. Yeah. Sit him against Houston. Don't play him on the back-to-back the second game. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't know if that next game is um, if they play them at the Garden. In LA, oh, okay, on TNT, and then a oh TNT game, LeBron gonna play. I say if it was at the Garden, he was definitely gonna play. That's the late game on TNT. Then they have Houston, Indiana, and the Pelicans. That's it. They beat Phoenix, the Lakers. They beat Phoenix last week. That was a big win. What was that last night? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was last night. Anthony Davis went the fuck off. Auf. He went auf. Yeah, 42 points, 12 rebounds, 5 assists, 5 steals. I'm sorry, 3 steals, 3 blocks. Yeah, that's pretty solid. AD. Uh, no shooter in that game either. So Yeah, shooter has been out with health and safety protocols. Yeah. yeah. Whoops. Get vaxxed, dude. What are you doing? Yeah, I don't know what he's doing. Yeah, the Lakers have four games left. They got to win out. Or they're going to be in this damn play-ins. Oh, well, too bad. So be it. Anything else, guys? Are we going straight to the pick game? We can pick it off. Pick it on. Slacking and jacking, whatever (laughs) Clyde says. Hey, Jeff. Yeah. Before we go... uh, Picking and dicking can uh, can have a beer. I don't know what you want. I guess I'll grab one too. Hold on. Yeah. Give me the beach within reach. Reaching for a beaching. Reaching and beaching. 
Good old Clyde. Oh, man. Definitely watched the, uh, had to watch the New York feed. Dude, had I feel, to. I feel like that's a given now. <laughs> like, I don't remember who does the call for Phoenix, but. It doesn't matter. Anytime I'm watching the Knicks game, uh, all I want to do is listen to Clyde. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking love it. He's so funny. And I love that. I love how like great of a player he was and he just stuck around and he's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm just going to stick around and like work for the team. Yeah. I guess this is what I want to do. I think it's fucking awesome. He was like a big time fucking player. Man. Oh yeah. He's not like, you know, a Brevin Knight or something <laughs> <laughs> where he's like, not probably not got a lot of other options. Right. Oh, I think it's fucking awesome. Do you know what else I like about him? It's all that fucking vintage clothing he always wears. He, dude, he looked amazing. He always looks amazing. <laughs> that big ass tie he was wearing, fucking hilarious. He's wearing like a turquoise silk jacket or something. Like, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> like he's, I'll he's, tune in. He's going out after the game. You think you know? so? Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get on with it. Let's get it on. Pick game, Friday night. This was not a nationally televised game. Picking and a dicking. That's a good one, Brian. Picking and dicking. <laughs> it was the New York Knicks at the Phoenix Suns at the Talking Stick Resort Arena in Phoenix, Arizona. Stick talk, stick talk. <laughs> Picking and sticking. Arizona, thank God for air conditioning. That's what. (laughs) (laughs) The Talking Stick Resort. What the fuck is that? And how do they have so much money they can fund and they can sponsor an arena in the NBA? It's a casino, dude. (laughs) That's how. (laughs) But apparently not a great place to be, according to TripAdvisor. (laughs) It's complaints of subpar service. Seems like the number one issue for this place. Yikes. It's not what you want to hear. Are these are these reviews during like the during the pandemic? Yeah. This is a bunch of just fucking entitled rich assholes. I've no going idea. Like, Ugh. I didn't dig that deep. Oh. It just seemed like it was a lot of people that were just like dissatisfied. There's hardly anybody working there. <laughs> There's only one person back there. No, it's, I don't know. I didn't really look a lot into it. It just seemed like there was a lot of complaints. But, you know, people like to go on the internet and complain. They don't really go on the internet to give praise. Typically. I picked this game alone last week. Where were you guys? You were in fucking New Orleans. I was in New Orleans, yeah. Bo was out partying with his 40-year-old wife. (laughs) (laughs) We weren't partying that night. She had a test uh, test to prepare for. Uh sure. Monday was her actual last Monday was her actual birthday, right? Yeah, we had her parents over and then some of our friends for dinner. I cooked dinner. You had them over or they had themselves over? Uh a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. I picked this game because it just looked plain damn fun to watch. If it's my decision, that's what I want most of the time. So I have a question. Did you watch the game? 
Bo. I did. Hey, good job. Brian? Yes, I did watch the game. I watched it good this work. afternoon. <laughs> right up against the deadline. So it's fresh on my mind. Good. There's an advantage there. Sometimes I wait till the last minute to do things. <laughs> Usually it's something I don't want to do. <laughs> did you watch the game, Jeff? Shit, man. I ain't missed a fucking pick game in 64 episodes. <laughs> I watched the Knicks broadcast. What'd you guys watch? Of course, the Knicks. Can't miss Clyde. Duh. I think we already kind of went over this. Yeah. Clyde and Kenny. Yep. Kenny Albert and Walt Clyde Frazier. The Suns have had the Knicks number this season. Suns came into the garden in New York and broke the Knicks nine game winning streak about two weeks ago. The Knicks. Had won 12 of the last 14 games. Phoenix had won 10 of the last 14 games. What does that mean? It means both teams have been playing fucking great. Clyde said the Knicks were looking for fire and desire on this night. <laughs> he said New York needed to use their defense to win the game. They needed to hustle and muscle. One thing I noticed right off the bat in this game was no Emmanuel quickly. Left ankle sprain. To me, IQ is so important to the Knicks. He's like the pulse of the Knicks guard play. I think him not being there is a huge problem for the Knicks. Um, they didn't have Alec Burks either. So he's in COVID-19 protocols. And then they delayed bringing him back because of some knee ailment or something. I don't know. The Knicks really miss these two guys, IQ especially, I think. For Phoenix, they were missing Cameron Johnson. He's kind of like their big bench wing player. Wrist brain. They're a much better team. I think they can withstand that loss a little better than the Knicks can with IQ and Burks being out. I kind of want to talk about the Knicks' salary situation. Are you guys privy to this? Tell me about it. You were talking about it in the text message that they got fifty million of trash coming off their books at the end of the year. Oh yeah. Yeah. So this year they're at ninety six million, which is pretty low by most standards. Next year they've only got fifty one million on the books. All they've got coming back is Julius Randle, RJ Barrett, Obi Toppin, the rookie. Kevin Knox for one more year on a rookie deal. Emmanuel Quickly, Mitchell Robinson, and Norvell Pele. They've got a lot of stuff coming off the books. D. Rose is coming off. Frank Nelikina is coming off. Burks, Alfred Payton, Nerlens, Reggie Bullock, Taj Gibson. I guess a lot of guys coming off next year. So like, what are they going to do? You think some of these guys will come back? If it's, I mean, it's New York. They need to swing big for some free agents. They've I got like, like eighty million in cap space. Let's take a look. Yeah. At who will be available after this season? All right. Chris Paul has a player option for almost forty million dollars. You have to imagine that he does not decline that. No, not in a winning situation. No. Kawhi Leonard has a player's option. 
for just north of $34 million. He's not leaving L.A., right? No. No. I wouldn't think so. No, I wouldn't think so. I think I think he's probably done bouncing around for a couple of years. I think he's happy where he's at, as long as they're winning. You said that uh, um, Alfred Payton was falling off? Yeah. He's coming off. Well, it just so happens that two free agents, big free agents, are point guards. Yeah. Mike Conley and Kyle Lowry. Hmm. Kyle Lowry. Hmm. I think the Knicks Doesn't, would take either of those guys. I think does probably, Conley have a player option or is he unrestricted next year? He is unrestricted. Unrestricted. Uh Utah has bird rights on Conley and uh yeah, Toronto has um bird rights on Lowry, of course. I think Conley goes back to Utah. It's possible. Or L.A., the Lakers. Mark Gasol has another year in L.A. That could be a thing. Hey, let's get together in L.A. and win one with Braun. You telling me you don't think LeBron would welcome Mike Conley? I think he would. I think uh, Lowry's more of a New York guy anyway. Yeah, he's from the East Coast. He's a Philly, he's Philly right? What else is out there? I mean, those are two older point guards. Conley's 33, Lowry's 35. Um, mm-hmm. But, I mean, we've seen Chris Paul's 36. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, he's been he's been very effective. There's going to be some stuff out there. I think that they're – I don't know if the Knicks need a shooting guard. But uh, you got DeMar DeRozan. You've got Otto Porter Jr. You've got Victor Oladipo. Uh, if, you know, if Connolly ends up in L.A. like Jeff thinks, Schroeder's unrestricted. Mm. He's only 28. He doesn't have the cachet that Connolly and Lowry have. But I don't know. It's it's hard to guess what the Knicks would go after, what type of player they would grab. I mean, the, yeah, like I mean, the big like I said, the big ones I saw were the two big point guards, mm-hmm. the two big vet veteran point guards, Connolly and Lowry. I mean, either of those guys coming in is like the veteran. Mm-hmm. Lowry's got a ring. He's going to command respect in that young locker room. They're going to have a lot of fucking roster spots open. It's seven players on the books for next year. Think about it. I mean, New York, New York is, they're making the playoffs this year. Mm-hmm. They're going to be a hot ticket. I think so. They're going to be a destination the free agents are going to want to go to. They're going to be able to sign a lot of guys. What? Do they have for draft picks coming in? Real GM has a asset list. What's their draft picks look like? Let me see. Do they have anything good? Are they holding anybody else's picks? All right, let's look at the Knicks. For next season. We don't need to go all the way. So they have all the picks from the Porzingis trade. Mm -hmm. So they have Porzingis, the... Dallas pick this year. Okay. I, I don't know what the protections are. It doesn't say it. They have 2021 swap rights with the Clippers, mm-hmm. which I don't think they're going to, that's not going to happen. They have a couple, a second from Detroit. They have a second from Philly, or they're getting a second from Philly. And that's it for this year. And then they have all the, then they have 2023 first from Dallas. Do they have couple, their own pick this year? 
Yeah. Okay. Their second round goes to Philly. Okay. I mean, you can get a second round. You can buy a second round. That's what Wallace would say. You can get into the second round. You can get a second round draft pick. Hmm. All right. Brian likes the point guard situation. I think Kyle Lowry's a fucking great fit there. Just a tremendous point guard. I kind of go to the ages. They probably want some guys around Julius's age, which is 26, 27. He's right in the Hausman prime zone. Uh, I mean, his guy, Lonzo, is uh, restricted with New Orleans. Mm-hmm. They have all the money in the world. They could, yeah. To throw money at a player that they don't think another team will match. That is true. Like, they could easily overspend on Lonzo. Mm -hmm. And the Pelicans would probably be like, uh, uh, Go ahead. uh, 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 Yeah. (laughs) Points on on time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's an interesting one. The Knicks uh, trying to outbid some restricted free agents. Julius Randle and Lonzo Ball played together. I don't know what they're exactly what their relationship is. They were on that mm-hmm. young Lakers team. Mm-hmm. Pickens are pretty slim after that. I mean, you've got Patrick Mills, who has played for 12 seasons. 12? <laughs> he seems like a Tibbs guy. A Tibbs crack. <laughs> I can see that. Oh, here's a good one. What about Duncan Robinson? From Miami. Oh. Restricted free agent. The Knicks could throw a fucking bundle of cash at him. Miami will not be able to match. A big a big one, you know? Yeah. That's an interesting one. Rashawn Holmes from Sacramento. Unrestricted free agent. I like him. He's like a center power forward. He's 27. He's right there in the sweet zone. Kendrick Nunn, combo guard from Miami, restricted free agent from Miami. Like, you throw a pile of cash at him, too. I like Nunn. He doesn't get a lot of high praise, but I I think he's a solid player. Taco Fall. <laughs> they, get, uh, they get Tim Hardaway Jr. back. <laughs> yeah. How old is Tim Hardaway Jr.? He's 29. I'd sign him. He was a he was a fun Nick. Some good shooting. Yeah, they signed him to like a huge deal already once. Let's try this again for a little less money. <laughs> this time we're gonna give you ten million. <laughs> <laughs> One year. <laughs> I'd give him three. Yeah, I like that Lonzo throwing money at Lonzo or throwing money at. One of those Heat players. Those guys are good. Gary Trent Jr. You don't love it, though. You love Kyle Lowry. I do like Kyle Lowry. I like that. Gary Trent Jr., I like that. He's a restricted free agent. You could pay that dude. He'll follow the money. He'll sign whatever. Taylor Horton Tucker, the Lakers guy, you know somebody's going to pay him. He's a restricted free agent. How much money will the Lakers have to spend on him? Yeah, he's got a, he's like a big promise guy, you know. People like him. He, a lot of he upsides. Plays. He, 
plays. He's a sign and trade guy for the Lakers, too. He plays, yeah. You think LeBron lets him go? I think LeBron likes him a lot. I think LeBron Not wants- if he can squeeze Conley in with yeah. the sign and trade bird rights thing, but yeah. I think Conley stays in Utah. I wouldn't be surprised. I think he likes what Utah's doing. Well, they're good, and he kind of struggled last year, and this year they're doing good mm. or better or great, whatever you want to say. I also like the last hurrah with Mark trying to win a title. But I don't know. I mean, those guys always wanted to win a title together. They wanted to do it in Memphis. Those guys are buddies. Oh, yeah. All right. So there's some options. But the point is that the Knicks have a ton of money to spend. They're going to be active in off season, <laughs> No question. Let's just hope they don't screw up the fucking deal. You know, they got a good thing going there right now. Let's just hope they don't fuck it up. <laughs> Jesus. Like, that's always in the back of your mind. Yeah. As long as... Because uh, it's the Knicks. As long as James Dolan Duh. is at the top. A millionaire blues, man. <laughs> you like... Real authentic blues. <laughs> You'll love James Dolan. You love James Dolan's blues hammer. Blues hammer. <laughs> I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> thought I could. Tr- thought I could trick you into it. No way. <laughs> what are you guys talking about? Blues hammer. Blues hammer is if you like real authentic blues, you will love blues hammer, Bo. Okay. You know that you know that James Nolan is like a shitty blues guitarist, like kind of yes. the, kind of in the same vein as like Steven Seagal. <laughs> yes, I, I'm aware of his exploits in music. Blues and next up is Blues Hammer. <laughs> I'm sorry. You gotta find so that. The, hey, you gotta find that in the show with it now. <laughs> oh my god! All right. That's that's got it. You got to end the show with it. Oh my god! <laughs> I've been plowing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, should we move on to the actual game? <laughs> yeah. So the game. We've seen quite a bit of these two teams this season. These are two teams I love watching. In the game, Phoenix jumped out to an early 8-21 to 21 lead halfway through the first quarter. To me, it was uncontested three-point shooting for Phoenix. Hitting threes. The Knicks were hacking and whacking. <laughs> the game started, and uh, just looking at the court, I thought, man, the, like, the Knicks are huge. Like Bullock and uh, R.J. Barrett, just look, they look giant out there. But then I realized that they're both six six, so they're just, you know, I mean they're just like relatively average size wings, you know. I mean I mean it's it's a big wing, but it's not big for small forward, I don't think. They just looked really tall out there. First score of the game was uh Julius, Julius Randall three. Yeah. And then the, the next score was a uh, was DeAndre Ayton for a two, and I thought, okay, here we go. Yeah. It's Randall versus Ayton. Aiton had a big game. I didn't realize that uh, Jay Crowder had been hurt. Yeah. Because that was another thing I thought was why is Torrey Craig starting for Phoenix? 
Yeah. But I guess uh, – but Jay came back tonight. He came off the bench or came back for that game. He had missed quite a few games. I think they said nine games. Sounds right. Yeah, Jay Crowder, man. Mm-mm. He's good for them. He's their dog. He's their he's their tough guy for Phoenix. Bo, what do you think about the beginning of the game? Phoenix looked good, uh, but the Knicks were super scrappy, even though they didn't have IQ, like you said. Mm-hmm. Knicks, Knicks look like a well-coached and confident team playing a really, really good one. Like the, the Suns had the best record in the league or second best at that point. Um, they weren't they weren't afraid of Chris Paul and and I did think Aiton had a, a big advantage against the Knicks. Mm-hmm. But from a Knicks perspective, I I thought they they looked they looked good the first three quarters at least. Mm-hmm. Definitely. With uh, DeAndre Ayton, the Knicks have been without Mitchell Robinson for quite some time this season. He's their big man. They're, he's their intense big man underneath the basket. He would have given DeAndre Ayton a little bit of trouble, but he's just not there right now. It's hurt. Is there any constructive criticism or anything that we see these teams can do differently? Uh, the Knicks could pass the ball a little more. Yeah. Um, I looked up there. They're in the, kind of in the bottom of the league. I like that. For assists. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they, and I feel like in the third quarter, they started moving the ball around a little better. I well, feel that way because Clyde said that he saw them moving the ball a little better. Yeah. It's almost like they were watching Phoenix, and, and Thibodeau's like, why, why don't you just try to do a little <laughs> bit of that? <laughs> pass, pass the ball more. We're running fucking suicides after the game. <laughs> Yeah, I can see that. Sometimes Julius gets the ball in it. Maybe the ball doesn't move much, but he, he can pass. Something fun that, it, that made me laugh out loud was we, you know, we talk about Clyde's rhyming. <laughs> well, one point Julius is uh, bringing the ball up the court and he, and he lost the ball. Mm-hmm. Kenny Albert says, Randall lost the handle. <laughs> It's infectious. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> Randall lost the handle. Kenny's got some too. <laughs> it's like he channeled his inner Marv Albert and inner Clyde. <laughs> Julius Randall, he he started doing some work early in the game. He had nine of the first twelve points. He was swooping and hooping, finger rolling, looking swollen. <laughs> D-Rose started getting aggressive, too, showing some grit. Love D-Rose on that team back with Tibbs. Maybe he signs another deal with New York, too, though, you know? I'd love to see him stay there, yeah. Yeah, it's possible. I feel like this season Tibbs isn't running Derrick Rose into the fucking ground, so. No, he's coming off the bench. Yeah, getting like 20 minutes a game. Mm -hmm. He's starting Peyton for that very reason, I think. A lot of people in New York are upset about Mm -hmm. Alfred Peyton still starting and yeah. playing minutes it's like man he's kind of taking the load off a little bit but mm-hmm. yeah you think he's just shy of a 50 40 90 this year who 
Rose is. Okay. He's at uh, 48% from the field, 41% from three, and mm. eighty almost 87% from the free throw line. That's excellent shooting from behind the arc for D-Rose. He looks really good on the court, too. I mean, he, he looks he's – he's got that yeah. – he had a first step. Yeah. He looked he looked explosive. He's getting it done. Probably just taking better care of his body, eating, he's eating better. Pushing the tempo. Yeah. Eating less candy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's not – you know, Derrick Rose is not a – he's not a kid anymore, you know. <laughs> no, he's matured. Yeah. Over the years. He can't just rely strictly on, you know – Insane athleticism. He's had injuries. So was I reading something? I was reading something last week uh, about Derrick Rose when he played with LeBron for that like brief stint in Cleveland, and he was like, "Yeah, I spied on LeBron. I watched everything he did." (laughs) (laughs) It's like I was trying to learn as much as I could from that dude. Good. Thought that was interesting. Back to the game a little bit here. The Knicks were scoring in transition. They got the game to 21-23 after being down 8-21. to It wasn't threes, though. They weren't just jacking threes. It was good hustle and scoring in the paint. And then Reggie Bullock hit a three to take the lead, 24-23, with two minutes left in the first, forcing the Suns to take a timeout. At this point, the Knicks have scored 12 straight. That ain't bad. One thing I found hilarious in this game <laughs> was that Frank Kaminsky, Dario Saric front court for the Suns. Oh. It was hilarious. The Suns had Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Jay Crowder, and those two in. <laughs> I, I guess what I took from it was they were trying to be able to score from anywhere on the court with any player at any time. The long-range shooting ability with Frank and Dario fit that scenario. Kind of both stretch fours. Mm-hmm. Jay can hit Booker, CP. Like they can all. They, they you just pass it to the open man and shoot. Whoever's open, shoot. No matter what. I kind of love it. It's like video game shit, <laughs> where you're just like you're putting Rashard Lewis in, and <laughs> <laughs> you want to be able to catch and shoot from anywhere. Mm-hmm. I was what, thinking it, it sounded like one of your lineups you'd put out there in, in NBA Live. <laughs> 2K. Who else would have been out there, Bo? <laughs> Definitely Richard. <laughs> Probably Troy Murphy. <laughs> Who? <laughs> Troy Murphy. That wasn't one of my guys. No, you just you ended up going with all six, seven guys. Sean Livingston. That's my point guard. Who? What was, who's your shooting guard? Kobe. Oh yeah, Kobe. Oh, I don't six, know. Six. Kyle Corver, fool. <laughs> yeah, you you did like the roll with Corver. Anyway, I like that move having those guys uh, all out there that can move and stretch the floor and shoot from anywhere. It's got to kind of maybe tire out some of the defenders a little bit. They're chasing these guys all over the court. These. These big men aren't used to chasing stretch fours all the time around. It's kind of like a little Rocky Balboa strategy. Wear them down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Seems get like, their big men just constantly closing out. Yeah, like early in the game. 
I thought it was interesting. I, I thought it was a bold strategy. The, the Phoenix games I've watched this year, I feel like Comiskey's been pretty serviceable. I mean, I don't, I don't have his. Kaminsky? I'm not going to pull up his numbers. Yeah, he has been, and he. I've watched a little bit of that Lakers Suns game last night. He was out there a lot. He's in his sixth season, Kaminsky. If I asked you to guess how old he was, how old would you say he was? Is he 27 years old, Jeff? That he is. 27. Not his best season of his career, but he's only played in 42 games, and he's averaging 14 minutes a game. I would just say he's either not very good now or ever, or he's just not being used correctly. Or maybe that's his maybe that's his role. Or he's just buried on the death chart. Yeah. I think. I think that's probably most likely. But yeah, he's just he's not getting like a heavy load. He's not getting a lot of run. So hard to have your best season when you're not getting out there. Sure. But to be fair, he hasn't had a lot of really great seasons. But I think he's serviceable. I think he fits for them i think in his opinion if he went to championship he would consider it his best season yeah i mean hey you won a title man yeah if, he, if the phoenix wins a title and frank kaminsky's 27th year of life you can't convince me that those two things don't have something to do with each other it fits the narrative it's i not, think so yeah this game got close though it was fun to watch it was a 30-33 Knicks after the first quarter. Knicks had a lead. Did you see that Javon Carter three from like 30 feet <laughs> out? Yes. Yeah, Clyde and Kenny were not impressed. <laughs> Kenny said something. He just like insulted him. He's like, that was quite the heave from the West Virginia grad. It was something just... Just talking shit. Basically. I mean... I'm not surprised. Clyde called a guy for, I forget what team it was. He called him a fucking ball boy. <laughs> I think it was Sacramento or something. Those guys like to throw a little shade, don't they? Hey, that's that's New York. <laughs> no, that's New York. Yeah, so he hit that three early in the second quarter with the shot clock running out, and it just, he just buried it. This is a guy who does not shoot like a high three point percentage, and I'm sure those guys, like Kenny and Clyde, knew that. It was a lucky shot. We've got love for the former Grizzlies draft pick. We traded Javon for Josh Jackson, and more importantly, DeAnthony Tuna Melton. Tuna, y'all remember that trade? I remember. Everyone was so concerned with Josh Jackson. That, trade. that was silly. It's like he was—he didn't even join the team for a portion of the season, and it was all about tuna melt. I remember thinking, "Hey, I like that tuna melt." <laughs> I just—I didn't call him tuna at the time. It was—I just remember liking Melton. You were—you were an early uh, Melton believer for sure, Jeff. I streamed him in fantasy basketball like the whole year before that. His rookie year. What's funny about you liking tuna, tuna Melt is all the advanced stats. Basketball nerd writers love him, which usually means you hate him. Hmm. But uh, this was this is a marriage made in heaven. When I looked at Tuna 
early in his career, what I liked is he would get a few rebounds, a few assists, and some steals. And I thought if he could get some more time on the court, those numbers could go up. He would get like very low triple-double threat numbers. He was never a big scorer in Phoenix. But like half of a triple-double guy, I, I like that. Now we all love him. He's an X-Factor type player. He's only 22. He's got a lot of years ahead of him. I wouldn't be surprised to see him become like a really nice player in a few years. He's good. It's fun to watch him play. He does He does impact winning. Mm-hmm. I think so. I think he'll only get better too. I think uh, Phoenix with that deal was just happy to get like uh, separation from Josh Jackson at the time. I think that was kind of like, all right, we'll throw in DeAnthony Melton. Mm-hmm. Well, and Phoenix was dysfunctional also. Mm-hmm. I think Josh Jackson had a lot to do with that. Definitely worked out in the Grizzlies' favor. I mean, even Josh Jackson played well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was all right. He had some good games once he got back to the NBA. Out of that G League situation. I mean, I think that situation was good for him, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll, I'll probably humbled him a little bit. Yeah. He torched the fucking G League, dude. Oh, I mean, he didn't belong there. Yeah. Josh Jackson, he's got a lot of years left in him. I think he'll stay in the league. There's going to be a spot for this guy. He's always going to, people are going to give him a chance based on potential for a few more years at least. He's only 23. He's a scorer. Dude can run, he's fast. Could score. He'll stay in the league for a little while unless he does something dumb. Yeah, he's to not share his marijuana with infants. <laughs> uh, yeah, most people probably shouldn't do that. Anyway, back to the game, huh? Did you know it was Chris Paul's birthday during this game? 36. 36. Not to spoil it. No, no spoil. Oh, yeah, the game, the game, the game. He's still a young man. <laughs> 36, yeah. Did Kenny or was it? He's just sports old. Clyde said he was with the Allstate, the State Farm. <laughs> yeah, one of those guys was like, yeah, he's still doing the Allstate commercials. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, State Farm. <laughs> I, I bet Cliff is celebrating his birthday right now. Like, okay, <laughs> move on, guys. They were, he was riffing on Cliff. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that brings me to the Knicks. They were not hesitating, but devastating. Obi Toppin was out there hitting threes and shit. Why did Obi Toppin <laughs> start shooting threes? Dude, I thought the same. He hit a three and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I don't know, man. His young legs were out there hooping, man. The Knicks were looking good. They were leading the game. Clyde called the Phoenix defense Swiss cheese. <laughs> Throwing more shade. What were the fast break point breakdowns, though? Like, fast break point breakdowns. It was only 11 to 9 for the game. The Knicks were definitely running and gunning, 
but I guess most of it didn't count as like actual fast break points, but they were definitely like pushing the tempo the whole game, the Knicks. It was a fun, close game. The underdog is winning. I'm having a blast, you know? New York is up by seven at the half, 56-63 after trailing by 13 early. Let me ask you, Bo, interesting matchups in this game. What would you say to that? What were some? What intrigued me specifically? Is, uh, mm-hmm. well, that put me on the spot here. That's a good question. It's okay. Take your time. Now, when Crowder was out there, was he guarding Barrett? I feel like they matched up. Mm. I don't remember, actually. I think it was more like Crowder and Randall. I think that was an interesting yeah. one to me. Felt like uh, Crowder was more on him. Randall. Yeah. Whereas like Bullock and Barrett were getting Mikel Bridges, Devin Booker. Who was it? That, uh it was it was Chris Paul and Taj Gibson were getting into get, it. They got into it, yeah. Yeah, Taj was trying to fight cp3 it looked like yeah uh, one thing the knicks and we hit on this earlier was the knicks really didn't have an answer for deandre ayton he was having a great game he got turned up in the third quarter sometimes it's hard to remember he's only 22 years old ayton's got a lot of years ahead of him it's been good for him to take a backseat to booker and chris paul this year and not have those expectations i agree the suns players so Aiton being 22, let's look at some of the ages of these Suns players. They're all over the place. 12 years difference between Devin Booker and Chris Paul. 24 and 36. Like, it's a huge gap. But for the most part, these Suns players are uh, fairly young. Eight and twenty-two, Booker twenty-four, Crowder's a little older, he's thirty, Dario's twenty-seven, Bridges twenty-four. They've got that young guy that doesn't even play yet. First round pick, Jalen Smith. Cameron Johnson, twenty-five, Javon twenty-five. Cameron Payne, still pretty young, twenty-six. Representing representing Memphis. That's right. Where'd he go? Lausanne? Lausanne Collegiate School. This Phoenix team is really young to be first place or second place, whatever they are right now in the West. They got room to grow. Yeah. Very interesting. What do they do when they lose Chris Paul, though? Like He's not going to be there forever. You think they, Bo, do you think they'll be as good without Chris Paul in a couple years? I don't think so. No. Yeah. Chris Paul changed the whole team. Just, I mean, I think the culture rolls over a little bit, but sure. How do you replace his clutch shooting and playmaking and leadership? It can't be Javon Carter just stepping into the starting role. Though Chris Paul could play another three, four, five years, though at a diminished role, but still have a good impact. Just hang around, see this mm-hmm. thing through. I could see if they win. They got they got Chris Paul for this year and next year. If they win 
like say I think even just going to the Western Conference Finals, that's a win mm-hmm. for CP. I could see him sticking around. How much he's worth to management and what they're willing to pay him, that's a huge question. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. That Phoenix owner has been historically cheap. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if he'll get some kind of Udonis Haslam deal long term, but uh, he's an East Chris Paul's an East Coast guy, but all those dudes like to be near LA and Phoenix is close enough. Yeah. I think the Suns probably keep that young core together, Booker, Aiton, Bridges, and just continue to reload around it. They gotta keep those three guys together though, I think. And it's good. Like it's a guard. A wing and a big man. Like you can build around that. You can fill in the pieces. You can fill in the gaps there. They've got themselves a good little situation there. Young and talented. And I mean Booker can handle the ball too. Who's to say in a couple of years he doesn't, you know, yeah. Slide into more of a point guard role. Mm-hmm. It's true. Maybe he picks a lot of shit up from C P mm-hmm. while he's there. And moves into more of a leadership point guard situation. Floor general, Devin Booker. It sounds weird. Speaking of picking stuff up, uh, you mind picking me up a beer, Jeff? Let's have another beer. Hey. Which one do you want? Give me the pink one. What's this one? This is a dog day's. Watermelon Lemonade Shandy by Crosstown Brewing Company from here in Memphis, Tennessee. Free advertising. I'll advertise every beer company in the world until one of them steps up to the plate. <laughs> I'm drinking a Budweiser King of Beer. <laughs> brewed and Bud canned. Heavy. Brewed and canned in the fucking USA. Beachwood aged. <laughs> Smoothness and drinkability you will find in no other beer at any price. Budweiser. The price is nice. So back to the game. Hey, that Julius Randle, he's really exploding this season, huh? He's pretty good. (laughs) He good. He's 26. Mm. He's going to be good for New York. His best years ahead of him. They have to find a way to keep him happy and in New York. Next season is Randall's last on his contract in New York. $19 million. Worth every penny right now. Max this dude out. He's 26. Do it. He's special. Yeah. Max him out. Give him all the money. What do you think, Bo? Would you max him? At this point, I think you probably do, unless you get some kind of KD, Kyrie, James Harden sort of under-the-table deal going on. I don't know. I'd rather stick with Julius Randle with the age thing. Yeah, and I don't know if he's a – he doesn't look like a top-tier superstar, but he looks – I mean, he looks like on the cusp, you know? Right, like he's – just coming into his prime. And he's tough. It depends on what they want to do in New York. If they want to keep building with what they have, then they should max him out. And they could always keep building, keep getting better. And if I just, 
like Brian said, I don't think he's a top tier superstar. New York's a top tier market. So if Tibbs is proven to be a winner and you have to unload him to bring in, hmm. you know. I think the fans like him. Yeah. Oh, well, they like winning. They haven't won since the Tyson Chandler, Jason Kidd year. Pair him with RJ Barrett and whatever. Mellow too, I guess. Yeah. It works and maybe they'll maybe they'll keep it going. But like I said, I just think the that that being the New York market, they're always gonna swing for the fences if they can. That's something Memphis can't do. Mm-hmm. You know, Memphis would max out Zebo, max out Randall. Mm-hmm. Well. But yeah. they can't they can't go sign a Kevin Durant type. Right. Yeah, that's a tough decision because I don't know if anybody's still like anybody yet is ready to like go all in on New York as far as a free agent destination. Well, we went over the free agents earlier and there's not a whole lot out there. Not next year. So. I think it max them out. I think you give Julius Randle everything he wants. Keep him. Max him at maximum and go get a go get a good veteran point guard, whether mm-hmm. it's this year or next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Sacramento is always there. To, you can dump Randall's contract to Sacramento whenever you need to. <laughs> now, if Randall, I think after the max contract is up, this is way down the road, I think uh, if we're using the Hausman Prime Zone system, I think you keep him around even after his max contract. I think you you give him a lot less money. He's not a max player after 30 or 31. I think uh, for the right price, I would allow a great vet to hang around the franchise for the right price while bringing in more 26 to 29-year-old players. I think uh, he would be a good chemistry guy by that point. But right now, I think the Knicks, they got to keep him happy, man. He's the best player they've had in fucking 10 years. And Thibodeau, too. He's so important. Those guys together. Really making it work for New York. New York's been good all season. Only now are people actually starting to talk about him. Yeah, I think I think Tibbs is a big part of that, too. For sure. I don't think it's something new that this team is good. We've been saying it for months on here. Well, yeah, they've been good. At, they've looked good all year, but I think, like Brian said, I think it's Tibbs also. Yeah. I love it. Clyde said out loud that this was a fun game. I like hearing that as I'm watching the game, thinking that it's a fun game. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, I'm not crazy. I'm not just like, wanting this to be a fun game and it is verified in a way i was glad to hear someone else say it so i didn't just like think it was me just wanting it to be true (laughs) it was good to hear somebody else say it sometimes you're watching a game alone and you like question your judgment you know like is this fun because i want it to be fun this is actually like a good game it was a good game in the game it's staying close the knicks are holding the lead i'm loving it both teams are starting to shoot more threes. Right before the end of the third quarter, the Suns scored a two, and then Cameron Payne had that terrific steal with like less than a second left under the basket 
of the inbound play, and he flicked it up in the basket. Did you see that one? That sequence was crazy. That you was nuts. The, you had the Tory Craig put back. Uh huh. Yeah. And then the campaign steal, and he flipped it up, laid it in. Yeah, and it was so I, quick. And I think that was, I think that is what that play at the end of the third quarter. Those two back to back plays are what gave Phoenix the motivation and the the momentum to win the game. Mm-hmm. He stole the ball and scored in like less than a second. The Knicks got. I think Clyde even said the Knicks got lazy. They got lazy. They're playing lackadaisical. I think is what he said. It gave Phoenix the lead going into the fourth quarter. 88-90. And then to start the fourth quarter, Jay Crowder hit that three. It was seven points Drilled in it. 12 seconds. Yeah. Seven points in 12 seconds Phoenix scored during that little mini run. The Sun scored 12 straight points, took the lead. Jay Crowder's out there hitting fucking threes. Man, I miss Jay in a Grizz uniform. He would be fun to have for sure. I think the Grizzlies don't have all, quite as much turmoil this season if Jay Crowder's around and Solo instead of Justice Winslow. Agreed. But hindsight being 2020, I mean, I I like the trade at the time because there was no guarantee we'd be able to keep Jay Crowder. True. There were <laughs> other variables involved. But if you had told me it was A or B, we're 100% guaranteed to re-sign Jay Crowder. <laughs> yeah. Rather have him. Or we trade him for Justice Winslow. I would well, say, the Winslow well, yeah, thing we just, you know, re-sign Jay Crowder. The time, the, we were all interested in the Winslow timeline, which could still sync up, but it's not looking like it's going to work. I just didn't think Crowder would re-sign with the Grizzlies, so. Yeah, probably right. <laughs> I think he liked being here, and I think he liked it. I think he accepted his role. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, if, if like I said, it's it's two options. If it's down to those two options, then I would say yeah, keep Jay Crowder. Yeah, I just miss him and keep. Him. I, I just didn't think him. that was a possibility. Me too. I just miss him in a Grizz uniform. Seventeen to five run for Phoenix in like three game time minutes. CP three is dishing, and Bridges is swishing, and the Knicks are wishing. <laughs> Phoenix is running away with it in the fourth. Jay's hitting more threes. Phoenix goes up 11. I wonder what Chris Paul and Derrick Rose think of each other. That was going through my mind often in this game. I wonder if Derrick Rose feels like inferior to Chris Paul because Derrick didn't really have the career he thought he would have. And Chris Paul is held in such high regard. I mean, look at their salaries. It's forty-four million in Chris Paul compared to seven million in D Rose. D Rose is thirty-two. He's a former MVP. Chris Paul's no MVP. Exactly. I think D Rose is like one injury away from retiring. I mean, who knows? Yeah. But that's the feeling that I get. It's like this dude's gonna quit as soon I mean, as he's had, if he he's gets had hurt again. Terrible, terrible luck with injuries i just wonder what those guys like think of each other there's probably some mutual respect you would assume yeah chris paul respects what derrick rose has done but i wonder if i just wonder if derrick rose like if he feels like god damn it man like i was a fucking mvp i should be the chris paul (laughs) he was on top of the world he was playing in chicago he was the second coming of jordan it's so weird to see those guys on the court together and, and like how different their careers have played out. 
and to see them like guarding each other as NBA vets. They were both such young, like promising, fun point guards to watch. Mm-hmm. It's just weird. Time is going by. <laughs> that was just something that was going through my mind a lot. Like it's a cool nostalgic matchup. It's a fun one. Let's see. About this time, I guess it was like the fourth quarter, Taj Gibson chased Chris Paul down, fouled him pretty hard, I guess. Chris Paul had some words for the officials and the Knicks staff. It was pretty funny. Taj got called for a flagrant. The Knicks just looked frustrated. They blew this lead they had pretty much all game Mm -hmm. since they had to come back early. They looked frustrated. Taj didn't like... What well, something that was going on with Chris Paul? He didn't like something that happened just before that play. Right, right before it's like he, it's like uh, Todd Gibson reached up to get a rebound and kind of jumped over. Right, reached over Chris Paul to get it. Uh huh. I didn't get a good, really good view on the play. Right, you that, know Chris Paul has a, he's got a history. Yeah, of uh, he probably did some nut punching. <laughs> so I wonder if maybe he swung his fist backwards or something. Yeah, it seemed it just came out of nowhere. It seemed like. He like, did something. They turn around and transition to go back up the court, and Taj Gibson just, I mean, elbowed him and pushed him down. Bo, what do you got? What are you thinking? Chris Paul? Huh? Well, in general, I mean, yeah, Chris Paul, he's still good. He's so good. He's a natural hooper. But what are you thinking yeah. about the game this at this point in the fourth quarter as That's- Phoenix is kind of running away with it? This that Phoenix has more offensive firepower than the Knicks, mm-hmm. and the Knicks. I have to. I meant to look at their schedule. Obviously, it was a road game for the Knicks, but had they played? What's this road trip like for the Knicks? They were on a Western Conference road trip. So this could have been a. I, I couldn't say, but I think Phoenix is is the better team. Obviously, I think Chris Paul, Booker, and Aiton are way better than what the Knicks have. And I think it being a road trip for the Knicks, I just think it was more or less a scheduled loss. Mm. Let me see. When, I think the Knicks thought they could beat them. Well, definitely. That's a t- that's the Tibbs yeah. mantra. The Knicks they played are, the, the Nuggets and lost on Wednesday. Yeah. The Knicks are 7-3 and three in the last 10. The Knicks had a night off Thursday. I'm assuming they were in Phoenix. Phoenix has a pretty good nightlife. Oh, they played the, the Grizzlies <laughs> and beat them on and Monday. That's right. Mm-hmm. I think I think in Arizona they I think Arizona has a pretty high vaccination rate. So maybe they went out. <laughs> um, it's Arizona, so I'm assuming that there's not a lot of restrictions there. I don't I'll know. I'm not saying they went out before the game, but maybe, you know. Maybe RJ. RJ Maybe. seems like he likes like he's probably a partier. Yeah. Is he even twenty one? Does it matter? <laughs> well, on paper it matters. Dude, he's only twenty. Are you really turning fucking RJ Barrett away from the club? <laughs> are you a fucking <laughs> dumbass? <laughs> like the dude running the club has gotta be the dumbest guy. If he's like, no, sorry, son. We don't want your millions. (laughs) We don't want your, we don't want to do bottle service like to one person a night. 
Yeah, we're good. And you're on a rookie contract anyway. Get bent. Yeah, beat it. Fucking rookie contract ass. Fucking knickerbocker. <laughs> Bo, do you think uh, Chris Paul will be a coach one day? If he wants to be, sure. Do you think he wants to be? You think that's uh, something down the road for him? I don't know. You look at a guy like Larry Bird who did coach and was a GM as well. Answer the question. I don't know, Chris Paul. If I had to guess, I'd say sure. I think he'd like to be. But I think of it a lot like a Chauncey Billups situation. I bet he does some uh, ESPN work for a while. Waits for the right situation. What do you think? And then gets fired and for tweeting out some weed stripper video. No, that was Paul Pierce. Chris, yeah, uh, yeah Chaun- I, Chauncey would never. Yeah, Chauncey's no dummy. I don't think Chris He's Paul's got a, a family. Dummy, dummy either. But. What do you think, Brian? You think Chris Paul would coach? No, because I look at that kind of banana boat crew: Chris Paul, <laughs> Carmelo, LeBron, Dwayne uh-huh. Wade. And they strike me more as guys who would like run an agency or want to own a team more so than coach. Interesting. I think it's in Chris Paul's blood, though. I think I like I compare him to like a Steve Nash, where he just can't help it. Like he's not going to be able to just walk away from the game. No, no. I think he'll be he'll be involved somehow. But I think it. I I see him like I said. I see him more like a as D like Wade a ownership role or like or like owning a because D Wade did it an agency. He bought in with Utah. Yeah. You could be onto something there. That's just when I look at those guys, that's just what I think. Like they're like they're the entourage. coaching's like beneath them, you know? Really? Like why be a coach? Yeah, maybe. You ain't gonna make no fucking money coaching the team. Chris Paul seems like he's just so into it though. And the way he's continued to play and bring teams up everywhere he goes. Yeah. Like that just feels like coaching shit. Oh, that's interesting what you say is because he's going to have so much money. Like, why even fucking bother? Mm-hmm. Like, why even fuck with it? I mm. just don't see him in that role of like, kind of like having, you know, it's interesting. Every day there's something to do, you know? Yeah. Like those guys will probably all just buy a team together. Like he seems like <laughs> he, yeah. He also seems like if he's not the one on the court doing it, he's just going to be miserable. Right. Like mad. Like if he's holding the clipboard. Wearing like a Larry suit jacket, you know, he's gonna right. be like, he's gonna be like, well, I went out, I went out, and did this shit every, every damn day for yeah. years. Why can't you do it? You know? Nobody will ever be good enough for yeah. him. Exactly. Yeah, I can see that. Hmm. All right. Well, this game got way out of hand so fast for New York. Yeah, I didn't finish it. <laughs> Dude, with seven minutes to play, Phoenix was up 112-96. It's like 16-point lead. It's pretty much over. It was threes in defense for Phoenix. All the while, Devin Booker was on the bench. Booker checked back in with like six minutes left. The Knicks didn't quit. Randall didn't quit. I don't know. There's not a lot else to say. The, the ball movement for Phoenix looked great. Aiton was rebounding. It was like, yeah, good ball movement, good rebounding. Aiton got 26 and 15. That's pretty serious stats for a 22-year-old. Yeah, I mean, he's up against Nerlens Noel and Taj Gibson. Like, it's this is a 
This is a DeAndre Ayton eats game. You mentioned, you know? yeah, you mentioned earlier about the end of the third quarter kind of being like the light switch mm-hmm. coming on for Phoenix. Clyde asked where it went wrong, and he pointed towards the end of the third quarter. He said the Knicks lost their composure and never regained it. Which pretty much sums it up. The Julius Randle and Jay Crowder thing, I mean, they kind of got into it. I noticed it a couple plays before they really got into it. Uh, Randall was eventually called for a tech after kicking Jay while Jay was on the ground. I think Randall was just mad and frustrated with Jay's defense on him. Jay was not letting Randall do anything near the end of the game. It got chippy. The Knicks were a little mad, I think, about getting whooped in the fourth. Phoenix outscored New York 38-17 to in the fourth quarter. I love that matchup, though. Jay and Julius Randle, Jay Crowder. I like that matchup. Phoenix just wasn't having it. They played tough defense late in this one. They closed it out, man. To me, it's still kind of crazy how good Phoenix is. I don't understand how people can say they don't think Phoenix is a title contender. They're the complete package to me. Both teams kind of emptied out their benches. Phoenix went on to win. Final score was 128-105. What else did we notice in the game? Anything, guys? Knicks are fun. Phoenix is good. Mm-hmm. I agree. After the game, Julius Randle had this to say about Jay Crowder. <laughs> Uh-oh. He said, he, as in Jay Crowder, is just a front runner. He didn't say a word in the first half. They were down, and they tied the game up, and then he got a stop on me and wanted to say something. That's just who he is. Everybody in the league knows it, but I'm not worried about him. (laughs) I ain't worried about him, though. Crowder's the dog for Phoenix. That's what he does. Gets out there and starts chirping, starts fucking with them. Chris Paul had high praise for the Knicks afterwards. He said, that team right there, they play the right way. They play with the right energy. They make every game feel like a playoff game. They don't take possessions off. So the Knicks getting praise from Chris Paul and Julius Randle throwing a little shade on Crowder. Any final thoughts in the game, fellas? Uh, look at any stats. We can look at the three-point shooting. That was we pretty got serious. stats. The three-point shooting was a big discrepancy to me. Uh, New York shot 34%, 11 of 32, and Phoenix shot 43%, 18 of 41. Not only did they shoot more, they made more at, at a higher percentage. 43.9, almost 44% from three. You know, you're shooting over if you're shooting over forty percent as a team from three, you're gonna be in any game if you're even close to shooting the volume that the other team is shooting. If you surpass that volume, it's almost like a guaranteed win. Free throw percentages. Phoenix shot ninety six percent. Phoenix missed one free throw this game. Mm-hmm. Knicks at 
those are just a couple of discrepancies I see. Points in the paint, the Knicks did more, a little more work, but not a huge difference. Knicks fouled more. That, to me, it was the threes there, you know. You shot 40, almost 44% from three, and you shot more and made more than the other team. That's it's Phoenix. That's what Phoenix does. They have so many shooters. Bo? Yes. Any final thoughts? Anything, I don't have any final thoughts, really. Anything you want to throw in there? Crowder at 18 points. Kaminsky, what he'd had. 10 points in about 18 minutes. So he got more than his season average in minutes. Six rebounds. Cool. Dario. Dario's like been the guy that's, what did, uh, at the beginning of the season, Bo, what was it? They were projecting him at like 20 minutes per game? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, he played five and a half minutes this game. Just not getting court time. Dario, that's a. Not cutting it. He's just not cutting it. He's not. Uh, he's not better than Tory Craig or Frank Kaminsky or Jay Crowder. He's just not getting in there. His pants are a little tight in the seat. Do you know how old Dario Saric is? Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. It's not getting opportunity. I like what they're doing there. Bringing uh, him, Frank in. <laughs> All right. That'll I guess that'll pretty much do it for the pick game. See you guys later. <laughs> you guys want any free space where you can talk about whatever you'd like? Is there anything anybody have anything they want to bring to the table here? I'm just trying not to mouth breathe the whole podcast. Okay. Anything you uh, wanted to bring uh, this week? Anything you got? Anything on your mind? What's going on? No, so, nothing on my mind. I'm looking forward to seeing how the last week of the season plays out with the the playoff seating, the the play in games. It looks like it might be the the Warriors and the Lakers in a play in game. Hmm. Which that would be awesome if that'd be so awesome if uh, <laughs> Steph beat LeBron. <laughs> Man, which in in a, in two games is com- is totally possible. Mm-hmm. That would be amazing. As much as I've never rooted for the this these Golden State Warriors, I think I would root for them in this instance. Even though I want to see Marcus all win a title, but yeah, you already got one. Exactly, <laughs> and, the, and, Con- and Conley's not on the team, so <laughs> that I think the pl- the playing games are going to be fascinating. You wouldn't. I would have never. Like none of us would have ever said like we're rooting for the Warriors. Like I don't know, like three years ago. No, never. (laughs) But now they're the underdog, and you kind of feel like, yeah, fuck the Lakers. Like, yeah, man. Well, and what's it going to take for the Warriors to win? It's going to take Steph going nuclear. Uh huh. You know, shooting like seventy-five percent for two games straight from three. Yes. (laughs) At a high clip. And to see Frank Vogel throwing a temper tantrum. Oh, he's fired. If they don't make the playoffs, he's fired. Oh, yeah. He's fucking out. (laughs) (laughs) 
That's fucking Lionel Hollins or team or something. <laughs> Jason's kid. Jason, Jason kids, kids team. Yeah. Frank Vogel didn't pull this shit out. It'll be a whole a whole I want a hold me back moment with Vogel and then on each arm is Lionel <laughs> Hollins and Jason Kidd holding them back. <laughs> yes. Getting ejected from a Warriors game and a elimination game. Yeah. And it's not even a hold me back. You, you see like yeah. Hollins and Kid kind of let him go. Hollins is grabbing him with that hand that doesn't really work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and kids spilling a drink on the court. Kid's got a drink in one hand. He's like, <laughs> don't make me do it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that will be fun. That would be fun, Bo. You think uh, Memphis could beat the Spurs in a play-in? I would. You would think so. Really? Popovich? You're going to bet against Popovich? Okay. Well, but Taylor Jenkins worked with Popovich, so it's like the Pat. It's what well, it wasn't the last Star Wars. It was. Uh, Couldn't tell you. But K- Kylo Ren, you're not even going to let me do it. Okay. I will tell you. I will tell you. <laughs> from, from a little movie called Gummo, you can never beat your dad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move along and let's kind of get wrapped this up, huh? What do you think? Let's sure. Let's do it. Real quick before, uh, I guess, do you want to, we got to do a little Grizz and then pick a game. But I want to talk about, because it's the last week of the season, at the beginning of the season, we talked about like eight or ten teams that were in bad shape. And I just kind of want to run over these. Sacramento was in bad shape. Are they still in bad shape? Yes. Yes. Oh? Yes. Cleveland, terrible. Mm-hmm. Terrible. Detroit. Garbage. Detroit, don't yep. even have to say it. Another team that was in bad shape was Atlanta. Now, how do we feel about Atlanta right now? Are the fifth seed right now? They're yeah. going to make the playoffs? Yeah. I think the coaching change was everything. That's what they wanted to do was make the playoffs. So there you go. They got better. They're on the upswing. That's one of the few teams that was in bad shapes that's actually doing better. The next one was Chicago. It's a complicated one. We thought they were getting better, but they just didn't meet expectations. They're on the outside of the play-ins at the 11th spot looking in. So next year, they've got a lot of work to do on that roster. I don't have it pulled up right now, but it is disgusting. Mm. They're almost like the Knicks. I thought their trade was going to work, too. I thought their trade deadline move. I don't know what they're going to be able to bring to that team or what they're going to do in free agency. The Knicks makes a lot of money. The Knicks in Chicago are my teams to watch in the offseason. A lot of moves. Chicago's got a ton of cap space and nothing on contract, except for those two guys, Vooch and Zach Levine. So, Chicago, I don't know. Bo, do you think they're gonna? Do you think they are in bad shape or not so bad shape? I don't think they're in. They're not in Cleveland bad or Detroit bad shape. I think they could. Levine and Vooch could have a good year next year, and that you could look up and they're in the play in, or if there's a play in, or so in the playoffs. They're kind of like in the spot where last season Washington and Charlotte were, where they're like, I could go either way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Orlando, bad, bad, bad. They got bad. rid of everything. Yeah, they're they're a full rebuild, rebuild. New York, well, that's easy. They're on the. They've definitely gone up. They're not in bad shape anymore. Washington, I think it's fair to say they're not in bad shape anymore. I agree. What do we think about Charlotte? 
they're not in bad shape. They were last year. They're looking good now. No, they're good. I think Gordon yeah. Hayward's still good. LaMelo Ball's great. Will be great. They have 100 point guards. All right. Scary so, Terry. A couple of newcomers to the bad shape for next season will probably be teams like Minnesota, Oklahoma, Houston. But Minnesota's been good recently. I'm not ready to write off the Timberwolves for uh, next year. Okay. I think you get you get Ant-Man in the second year. Yeah. I don't think they're going to be winning games at the beginning of next season. I'm just going to say it. I don't think they'll be Thunder or Rockets or Kings bad, though. Hmm. They're kind of like on that Washington and Charlotte level of last year yeah. where they could go either way. Okay, fair enough. I don't like them. Uh, Raptors for next season. I don't like any of it. Yeah, they're probably trending down. Yeah, yeah, I would say they're so. Gonna lose I don't even Lowry. know what to make of them. They're they they fucking gave it all up for that title. Mm-hmm. Anybody, like, you saw it coming. You you signed all these guys for these older guys for like one year. <laughs> but they won the title. Was I mean? Was do you think it's worth it? Well, we I talked about this. It. Yeah, I, it was worth it. You got it. If Hell you yeah. can win a title, you fucking go for it, dude. Fuck it. That title lives forever. Remember that one special year. Unless you're a drugged horse. <laughs> All right. That pretty much covers it, I think. For just looking back at teams that we thought were in bad shape and whether or not they could recover or be better this year. And maybe a little looking forward to next year. Which one of those teams is going to be able to be the team that does better next year? It'd be like Minnesota, is, I guess, is what you guys are thinking. Yeah, you, Chicago, you, can, mark, you can mark me down for Minnesota. Chicago, Minnesota. I think, I'd say Minnesota, yeah. I think the did the Minnesota Timberwolves win a game bit <laughs> is going to go a little, a little better for Bo next year. Well, they made the coaching change, yeah. That's they've got a real coach now. Yeah. Cleveland. Whew. They should just fucking sell it. They oh. may never be good again. They really may not. That Kevin Love thing, man. I tried to tell them to trade Kevin Love. Nobody's fucking listening. You guys want to do any grizzly stuff? Yeah, can I have a beer first? Of course. Grizzlies, Bo, what are you thinking right now about the Grizzlies? In the last two weeks, since I've missed a, a week, they've been kind of disappointing. But now that Winslow's out of the rotation, I, I like them. Yeah. It looks like they have kind of uh, rebounded a little bit in the last couple games. Yeah. They have four games left to play. Uh, they play tomorrow, Tuesday night. They play Dallas at home. They have a back-to-back with the Kings. Who'd they just beat tonight? New Orleans. The Zionless New Orleans Pelicans. If they lost, if they lost tonight, I would have absolutely no expectations for the rest of the season. I would have completely written them off, pretty much. If they lost tonight. This week, it's four home games and one road game. Correct. Correct. Okay, yeah, home court, 
A lot of home court games. Dallas yeah. at home tomorrow. It's five games, though. Back-to-back against Sacramento Thursday and Friday. Both of those games are at home. Have to win both of those games. Those are winnable games. You don't think Dallas, like, can they beat Dallas? We played, you know, we played Dallas at home a few weeks ago, and and they lost on a lucky shot from Luka, so. Yeah. Well, also a game that the Grizzlies were lucky to be in because of some stellar shooting. True. Hmm. So, and they end the season Sunday. Win. They play at Boston Golden State. Win. And you think they can beat Golden State? I want them to. Yeah, I think they can beat Golden State. That puts them at four and one on the week. Finish strong. Do it. Now's the time. Good luck. I think Golden State wins because they're just trying to like beat everybody. You think we'll see. Steph Curry gets like 65 or something? Yeah. I'm excited to watch John Morant and Steph Curry play. Like maybe Steph will be like, or maybe John Morant will like, like look at it and be like, oh shit, this is what a premium point guard is. I'm not a top five point guard. <laughs> <laughs> it's the last day of the season. Yeah. Leave it all on the court. It's Sunday. The Sunday lineup of games. There's there's some really good ones in there. Yeah. They're all like makeup games. They're all COVID makeup games. They're all to be announced times. Yeah. To be determined. Yeah, there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 games. <laughs> That's on awesome. Sunday. That's it's awesome. Incredible. I'm going to have to get a parlay together for that. <laughs> <laughs> Might have to do some gambling this week, next week. You may have to do an addendum with your picks. Put a big ass parlay together. Just pick winners. Yeah, before the last couple of games with the Grizzlies, the rotations, Jenkins rotations have been wacky. I'm looking forward to next season's training camp already for the Grizzlies. Like, I feel like roster spots are earned in training camp, and they didn't really have one this year. It kind of set things in a weird motion from the get-go. Starting minutes, rotation minutes. You can't. I don't feel like you can be successful playing everybody on the roster 20 fucking minutes. You can't change up roles and minutes every night. Maybe next season they can get a real training camp in and solidify roles early in a season. This jumbling up rotations in minutes, it doesn't seem like it's fucking working. It's fucking with chemistry. I would compare it to like in a restaurant, you have like a grill man at the head of the kitchen and you have like a dishwasher at the end of the kitchen on the other end. So... The dish guy's not going to be ready to grill steaks and shit. Not on a Friday night. Right. And if you put the grill man on dishes, he's going to be pissed off. He's not going to be happy. You can't just change up the roles. You're going to create controversy. And that, I think, applies to basketball. You can't just be fucking with everybody's roles all the time. There's going to be hurt feelings. There's going to be people feeling like they're not being used correctly. You have to set roles and put your best foot forward and stick to it. You can't make everybody happy every fucking night. 
Guys have to understand that, like, they're only playing if somebody gets hurt. Like, Jenkins just tries, he tries too much wacky shit with these rotations. Mm-hmm. He's got to clean it up. Look at what the Knicks do. In that game against Phoenix, how many players did they play? Well, they threw in some guys for garbage time, but one, two, yeah, you've got nine guys getting minutes. Yeah, nine guys getting minutes, and you got forty-minute players, and then you have twenty-five-minute players, and then you've got like the rookie getting fifteen, and Nilakina doesn't even get in that game if IQ is playing. It's like an eight-man rotation typically with New York. Eight or nine. That's it. Can't play everybody. Hopefully Jenkins learns. I mean, he's a he is a young coach. This is true. Hopefully he learns from this season. Mm-hmm. I hope so. This season's like a it's a growth year. What yeah, when he's when he's mixing up all the rotations, everything, it's like a it's like when you take an acid trip <laughs> and you gotta you come out of it the next day you got to remember a couple things that you thought you know you got to take some stuff away from it learn some things about yourself <laughs> it's getting late we better pick a game for next week <laughs> <laughs> let's get out of here next week you guys see anything there's this is it we're out it's of game to say there's so many like crazy variables that could you know like a celtics not that celtics will be that interesting but there could be some weird seating jockeying going on on thursday night Mm -hmm. wednesday you've got washington washington at atlanta yeah how many stars are we giving out yeah portland at utah wednesday night as well that's the tnt doubleheader it's, it's it's three stars out of a five star system for each of those games. Fair. Washington Atlanta is that a four star game? I w- kind of want to watch that game. It means a lot for Washington. I feel like. Mm-hmm. And it's the Atlanta game that we've been trying to get all year. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. Uh, Bo, what do you like? Who are the Timberwolves playing? It doesn't matter who the Wolves are playing. But you said you um, like them and they're playing well. They are playing well, but I, I want to look at a game that has standings or playing game implications. The Wolves, they could pull the plug. Like Towns could come up with a hamstring or, you know, whatever. Sore foot. Tendonitis. I like they might the, need, need to lose a game and let Anthony Edwards just score 70, I like which could that, be interesting. Oh, I was kidding. I don't want to watch a fucking Timberwolves game. Oh, Miami's playing Boston. It's a rematch from last season, but no Jalen Brown. I'm losing interest. Last week, Miami beat Boston. I think, I think they'll beat them again. I think if you're watching you a Miami Hornets. game this week, you're watching Philly at Miami. Hornets-Wizards on Sunday. Philly, Miami. Wait, what? One at a time here. What? Who? Sunday, Bo. Hornets, Wizards. At Washington. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. Thursday, you've got Philly, Miami, but both of those teams are firmly locked into the 
outside of the play-in tournament. So I don't know if that's a that's not an interesting game. Which one? Philly Miami Thursday night. Yeah. Philly Miami. I mean Philly's not falling out of the top spot and Miami's not falling into the yeah. play in. So and the, eh, and the only way yeah. they see each other in the playoffs is in the Western Conference yeah. Finals. Eastern Conference Finals. Sorry, Eastern. Uh nah. There's a huge slate on Sunday. You've got Memphis at Golden State. You've got Boston at New York. Knicks. You've got Denver at Portland. Yeah, Denver, Portland, Washington. Denver, Portland's on my radar. Mm, Again, that's not like a huge, there's not a lot of implications in that game. We've done a lot of Portland this year, I feel like. Yep, we have. I'm leaning towards Washington, Atlanta. Sounds good. It it means a lot for Washington, Atlanta. Atlanta we haven't watched this season, right? Yeah, we want to watch an Atlanta game. And then they also want to try to move up to the fourth spot, get their home court advantage over the Knicks. They're only a half a game behind the Knicks for that. Washington trying to hang into the play-ins, but I think they're pretty well set in there. I'm so happy Washington made the play-ins. They really turned it on at the end of the season. You've been pushing Washington all year. I always thought they were better than their record. They had a bad start. They had injuries. Always thought they, they were COVID better. They had COVID games off too, right? Mm-hmm. Always thought they were better than their record all year. Yeah, I mean, I wanted that Beal Westbrook backcourt to work, and it looks like it's working. I, I wanted it to work because I'm a huge Westbrook fan. A lot of people don't like the Westbrook. I like the Westbrook. I'd build a whole fucking team around that one guy. What are, what are we looking at here, Bo? East I'm or cool West? With, I'm cool with Atlanta. That Atlanta game, Atlanta Washington, or yeah, yeah no, that, that Atlanta's fine. Yeah, let's do it. Let's make our last season, our last game that in Atlanta. We didn't do any Atlanta. We've watched like one Washington game. Westbrook second half season MVP versus the Trey Young Atlanta Hawks. I think it's fun. I'm going to watch that Atlanta team. I'm going to get to know them a little better going into the playoffs. Yeah. I feel good about it. Any final thoughts? It's going to be a fun week. Yes. Yes, Sunday's going to be a blast. I'm going to watch watch NBA all day. Jeff, we should call him to work. Sunday? Watch, Watch basketball together. Uh, am I supposed to work? <laughs> what? It's a day of rest. Thank you, Bo, for staying yeah. staying up late. Thank you. Appreciate oh, it. It's been fun. Hope your allergies feel better. I better. Tell Kate I said happy birthday. I'll do that. Happy birthday, old one. <laughs> it was good to see you, buddy. Yeah, man. See you, Brian. See you, Bo. Brian, right. thank you. For coming on, Anytime. coming over, coming in, huh? Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for doing this. Thank you everybody for listening. Kick it! You don't understand. I ain't scared.
scared of you motherfuckers. You're sick and tired of my barroom ways. I thought I told you not to come home so late. Yeah.